Praise the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Okay. Brother Brad's going to help me out. Read uh, some passages. Matthew 8, 5. King James Version. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, yes. grievously tormented. Yes. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. <laughs> the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. Wait a minute right there. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is a centurion soldier. Praise the Lord. Keep going. But yes. speak the word only. Woo! Speak the word. And my servant shall be healed. Hallelujah. For I am a man under authority. Yes. Having soldiers under me. Yes. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth. And to another, come, and he cometh. And yes. to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled yes. and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Speak the word. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you tonight. We thank you for this privilege of, of the word and prayer. We thank you, Lord, for being in your house tonight. We thank you, Lord, for protecting us from the dangers seen and unseen. Oh, God, your word is life, and your word gives life. Oh, God, we ask you to touch today. Anoint their ears that they might hear something, that they might have more faith, might be encouraged today. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. I love that name. Jesus. Glory to God. Okay, I'm going to reiterate that and speak the word. You can sit down, please. Thank you. Glory to God. God is good, right? Amen. Hallelujah. So when Jesus entered in Capernaum, there came a centurion beseeching him. The Amplified says, when Jesus came into Capernaum, a centurion came up to him begging him. Wow, a centurion soldier saying, Lord, my servant lieth home with the palsy. Basically, Nap says, Lord, my servant is lying in the house, paralyzed in distress, with intense pains. Now, why did this man go to Jesus? He wasn't no Jew. He was a centurion soldier. Glory to God. In the NCV, it says, the officer said, Lord, my servant is at home in bed and can't move his body. He's in much pain. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. <laughs> Glory to God. This is where the faith comes in. The centurion answered and said, I'm not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but speak word only, and my servant shall be healed. Mm, glory to God. What kind of faith is this? What kind of faith does this man have? This, you know, and just a, a little bit of internet uh, Googling on the on centurion. Centurion was the commander of a, a centurion, which is the smallest unit of the Roman legion. They formed the backbone of the legion and were responsible for enforcing discipline. They received much higher pay than a regular soldier. It has been believed that centurions were almost always promoted from the ranks. 
common soldiers, soldiers who had served at least 10 years in the, in the army. So this man has been serving 10 years. He's dignified. He's, he's, he's a leader. But he's secular. He's a Roman. <laughs> that shows you God can do anything he wants to do. God can speak to anybody. Glory to God. Whew, hallelujah. I, I, I just get chill chills thinking about this. It says, uh, it's in bullets here, uh, be functionally literate. A centurion had to be functionally literate. Orders might come in written form, so he knew how to read and write. Uh, he, he had to be 30 years or older. He had to serve a, a minimum of, as a legionary soldier. He had to be among the best soldiers in the legion, common with weapons and stuff like that. In other words, the Romans recognized this guy as a leader. He, he wasn't, you know, remember, they, 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 they wanted to tear down that kingdom of God. This guy was a leader in the Roman army. Glory to God. <clears throat> and he said, be able to get other soldiers to follow him in battle. In other words, he had a personality where other people would see his leadership and want to follow him. This is a satirian soldier. Glory to God. Um, also, he had to impress his commander through uh, of, of strenuous work for promotion. And promotion to a centurion was given through the length of service, clean conduct sheet, course proven in battle. Centurions were the backbone of the legions. Okay, centurions were above, were above all men in the Roman legion. And these guys don't become centurions for their popularity and fashion statements. They become centurions because they fought the best and prevailed to promotion. Centurions lead from the front because they were expected to display their leadership, battle like real men, high turnover rates. So this Gentile had great faith. He believed that Jesus could make a difference in his life. <laughs> he had the same faith as that woman said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. He had that kind of faith. Pastor preached on this. He had great faith. Glory to God. Whew, hallelujah. The woman with the crumbs. Remember that? Uh, Lord, I, 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 I don't want to eat the table, but I, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Hey, that kind of faith. He must have heard about Jesus catching fish and multiplying bread, making lame walk and deaf talk. <laughs> he, he must have heard about Jesus took dirt and made a blind man see. He must have heard about that. Bible said faith comes by hearing, right? Hearing the word of God. You know, there were a lot of people who saw those miracles that Jesus did, like raising Lazarus from the dead, and they went back and told the Pharisees, look what he done did now. They had no faith. They were thinking about their jobs. They were thinking about promotion. This man had faith. I want to bring it back to us today. To you, to me. We're sometimes afflicted. All day long, the Bible says, sometimes like sheep for the slaughter. But do you know we got to speak the word? If this centurion had the faith enough to call on Jesus, Lord, you don't have to come by. All you got to do is speak it because I know you have a superpower. I know your saliva is a little bit different. I know that, well, glory to God, what you say is going to come to pass. How did this man get this kind of faith? Glory to God. I'm thinking, if he, he can do that. We can do that. Depression, long winters, anxiety, 
stress at work. Lord, give me joy today. Joy over my life. Let my joy be full. In the name of Jesus. Lord, you did it for that centurion. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He must have heard about Jesus feeding 5,000 people one day with a loaf of bread. Oh, with some bread. 5,000 people. He must have heard about Jesus when uh, he raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. He must have heard about Jesus when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. He must have heard about Jesus when he walked on water. Glory to God, Pastor. There's something about Jesus. The Bible says every time you mention his name, the devils tremble. <laughs> There's something about Jesus. Matthew 8 and 9, he said, For I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to the man, Go, and he goeth. And to another man, Come, and he cometh. And to, a, to the servant, Do, and he do this. See, he was saying, Hey, if I can do that with my little power as being a centurion, God, I know you can do it. I know you've got the power. Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, it says in Matthew 8, 9, CEV, he says, I have officers who give orders to me, and I have soldiers who take orders from me. I can say to one of them, go, and he goes, same thing, and another come, he comes. Luke 7, 8, says a little differently, for I am also a man of authority, having soldiers, and I <clears throat> say unto them, go, he goeth, and he come, he cometh. Saying this, in other words, he's just using that for an example to tell Lord, hey, Lord, I, I know what it takes. I know you have the power. I know you have the power to change things. I know you, you, you're, you're my, <laughs> I knew he knew he was his deliverer. Well, why didn't he go to a Roman doctor? Why didn't he go to somebody from his legion? He went to Jesus. You ever think about that? Why did God put this in the Bible? To give us hope. We're all, I'm, I'm a Gentile, but he, he did it to give us hope. The hope of glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 8, 13, and Jesus said unto the centurion, go thy way. <laughs> As thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed the selfsame hour. He loved his faith. Great faith. Great faith. Hallelujah. Today, I just wanted to reiterate that God can do. Pastor said it on Sunday. He said, God can fix anything. He can fix marriages. He can fix, he can fix divorces. He can fix anything. It's nothing too hard for God to do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Because he's a wonder, wonderful Savior. And, you know, I, I always really love to, to, to call his name the branch of righteousness, the chief cornerstone, the lily of the valley. Right. <laughs> the sure foundation. You know it's all in his name, don't you? It's all in his in name. name Jesus, right. It's in his name. Right. He's the carpenter's son. Oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God for that. He's a rose of Sharon. Yes, he is. Oh, God. Jehovah Nisei. Oh, my. Oh, my. Jehovah Jireh. Wonderful Savior. My provider. Glory to God. I'm blessed today. I'm blessed tonight. You know why? 
Because I know he can. I know he can just speak the word. Yes, he can. For the scriptures, he sent his word and he healed them. And he just showed me uh, John 6.63, <laughs> the word of his life. What's that scripture you just gave me? John 6.63. John 6.63, real quick. The word I speak to your spirit and life. Words that speak to your spirit, they don't die. That's why you can read the Bible and sometimes, wow. It's just, it just, wow, i never seen that before. Because the word is living. It's a living word. You know, I heard a preacher one time preach on some spit. I got, oh, look at God. <laughs> God is something else. He can use anything. Uh, Glory to God. Bless his name. God bless you. Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. All right, if you have a Bible tonight, let's open to the Book of Wisdom. How's that sound? Proverbs chapter 23. And you need to get rid of all this inclination of snow and backdrop of Brother Lance, come on up here tonight. Come on up here, brother. Come on up with me. You, I, I was just wondering who I could volunteer. Come on. Please. What part of the country would that be like? Let's make it a family affair. Brother Tomes, Sister Tomes, come on up and join us, please. Come on up. We get all these snow people up here. Bible said to buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom, instruction, and understanding. Just for the sake of what's being recorded, this is part of the advice series that I began a few months ago. And we'll just hook on, chain link on to the end of that. Buy the truth and sell it not. I wonder why he connected the two thoughts. Often we buy things and sooner or later we dispense of them. Often we pick something up and sure that's what we need today or can't pass up the bargain and down the road we dispose of it. Here's the title tonight simply, uh, For Sale. Truth. For Sale. Truth. Buy the truth and sell it not. For sale. Couldn't find my garage sale signs today. I looked feverishly. My signs are going to have them posted up here, but just imagine it's there in your head. How's that sound? Funny thing about advice. 
everybody's got plenty of it, and everybody's sure that what they can offer you is the answer to your problem. Advice can be helpful, advice can be painful, advice can be well-intended, or advice can be manipulative. Sooner or later, we all need some sound advice in life, solid advice, something that's not going to steer me wrong because it has no motive other than to help me. It's been said that everything and everyone has a price. Now, we want to be all morally pure and think, well, that's just not true. You can't buy me. But everyone may indeed have a price. I pray that if there is a price, I never am offered it. I pray if there is something that will cause me to go astray, I'm never given that chance. And whether it's true or not, if a man would even consider selling truth, please don't try to tell me you're so moral you wouldn't sell anything else. Well, after all, buying and selling is just simply what we call commerce, right? But some things are worth more than what we can see on the surface. Some things are worth more the longer you have them, the longer you hold on to them. Matthew 13, 44, the Bible said the kingdom of heaven is called a treasure. And it's hid in a field. The which when a man has found it, he hideth it, and for joy thereof goes and sells all that he has, and buyeth that field. Did you, did you see that? He finds the treasure, he hides it so others cannot whisk it away in his absence. He goes and sells all that he already owns. And then he returns and buys the entire lot of field, of land, because of something buried on the land. Funny thing to me is this, that you've heard of people that are, you know, taking one dollar and exchanging it for four quarters. You don't make any, any gain that way. You just sort of Shuffle things around. He already had the value estimate in his possession. He had to sell all that he had so that he could purchase the treasure. Well, he already had that much. Did he just exchange a dollar for four quarters? No, because he knows that treasure in the long run is going to mean more and more and more and more. So how do you buy truth? How does one buy the truth? In a sense, truth is as free as air. And by the way, truth by definition is exclusive. Whether you like it or not, whether you're a believer or not a believer, truth by definition is exclusive. Whatever truth is, whatever truth is, it's exclusive. It has nothing you can compare to it. There's nothing of equal value to truth. It stands alone. 
And yet, as free as it is, it costs you everything you have. It will cost you everything you already possess. He went and sold all that he had so that he could buy this lot of land where he had buried this treasure. See, the real price of truth, whatever it is, is you. Whatever it is, it's you. Whatever the value of it is to this one or that one, it costs you yourself. Appreciate that. Even though it's free, it costs everything. Huh? Even though it's free, it costs you everything. Because truth is so valuable. Truth is so exclusive that it cannot be purchased with things that we consider of earthly worth. It takes a deeper search. It takes a more concerted effort to find something as valuable as truth. Someone said, well, what your opinion of truth is may be different than mine. You're not listening to me tonight. Whatever truth is, at the end of the road that is my search, I find one thing that is legitimately true. There aren't two truths, a dozen truths. There's one. The real price of truth is your life. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be, and be, verse 2 of Romans 12, be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed. Did you hear what Paul just said? When I'm, when I'm talking about something as exclusive as truth, it has nothing to do with how we value bank accounts or homes or raises on the job. This is something in a different dimension altogether. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, a different way of thinking. That you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And some will never pay the price demanded for truth. Some of us sitting here tonight already got our minds made up. We're not paying the price for truth. That, that's, that's not rocket science. That's evident. Form of godliness, form of religion, and truth is saying, if you want me, if you want it, it costs you more than just a meaningless, occasional nod toward God. It costs your life to buy truth. It costs everything you are. Your reputation, your past, your present, your future. So let's narrow it down here. Even though some people want to say they believe everything in the Bible, even though they've never read it, I say... That's not true. You can't possibly tell me you believe everything in the Bible if you've never read it. 
I appreciate your good intention. I really appreciate that. I mean it sincerely. But you just haven't read all of it yet. You tell me that once you've been through it a couple of times. And once you see the demands God orchestrates for your life, and still you're willing... I don't see the God that's in the religious world in the Bible. I don't see that God. I don't see a God just saying, come any way you want, live any way you want, think any way you want, do anything you want. I don't see that in the Bible. I see a God demanding change. Asking for sacrifice. If you're hungry, I've said it twice recently. People tell me, oh, I want all God is, but they don't search for God. You don't search for things you don't want. If you want God, you'll seek for God. You'll search for God. You'll pray and fast and read. So if you don't do any of that, don't bother. Oh, I want more of God, then you'll search for God. Well, this is what Jesus said, actually Pilate said in John 18, 38, when he was being his cynical old self and the truth was being testified of, he just said, well, you know, what is truth anyway? Depends on where you went to school, East Coast or West Coast, what is truth anyhow? Well, Jesus it's said of him in John 14, 6, is the way, is the truth. I said all that earlier before this statement, scripture right here. I have read it numerous times. And I believe every word, even the words that make me very uncomfortable. Even the things I know that are in the Bible that I still haven't fixed in my life yet. Hello, somebody. Even the things that I know I haven't, I haven't perfected yet. I haven't got rid of yet. I know, he, I know he's waiting on me. Truth for sale. I don't even look at garage sale signs anymore unless, unless they happen to say man stuff. And I'm like... Whoop. Might be a box of bullets in there. It might be. Truth for sale. Anybody want more truth in your life? Sure you do. God just marked you, brother. Sister, God just marked you. Want more truth in your life? It's for sale. But you don't get it by token appearances, a wave of the hand. Jesus, it said of him, is the way, the truth. And the life. And no man comes unto the Father but by Him. I'm telling you, 
You can't get around Jesus. <laughs> you can't do it. He is the truth. And yet our text said, buy the truth. How do you buy Jesus? It has nothing to do with how much you put in the offering plate. And I appreciate people supporting the work of God. Thank you. Young and old, male or female. Thank you, Mom and Dad. Sorry, it's Wednesday night, but thank you for teaching your kids to be givers. Thank you for that. You'll never regret that. You'll never regret that. I'll tell you what you will regret, teaching your kids to be stingy misers. You'll regret that. You sure will. How do you get truth? How do you get the way, the truth, and the life? Jesus put it in very stern language when he said, if you don't deny yourself, take up the cross. Well, that's the problem. I see it one way and you see it another. And I'm talking about truth that's attainable, but not as long as you're on the throne. It's attainable, but not as long as everything has to be filtered through the way you see it. You got to lay your life down. You got to be willing to do things God's way. Scripture's way. Now listen to this closely. This is important. Jesus is the truth, but from the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to me here, please. Jesus is truth, but from the Lord Jesus. Truth is conveyed or transported into different things. Example, this is truth. Jesus is truth personified, breathing. But from Jesus is conveyed different things that are truth. This word being just one example. Now look at the term here he uses. He said to buy the truth and, and, that's not enough just to stop there. And don't sell it. He wouldn't tell me that, Brother Sonotag, if I didn't have the ability to sell it. He wouldn't say, once you buy it, don't you ever barter it away unless I had that ability. Oh, trust me, I have the ability. Just, just get me in a bad mood. I've got the ability. Just find that button that is my price. Oof, God. Sell it not. Why, why would I obtain something and then down the road change my mind? Well, I believe it's because I lose sight of the fact that the longer I have truth, the more it's going to mean to me. And I get distracted by things in the world. You ought to always pray. Somehow in your own personal way, you ought to pray, God, help me when I'm distracted. Help me when things are trying to distract me. 
Sometimes I can't help myself. I need you, God, to help me when I'm being distracted. See, this truth has value way beyond anything you'll get for it if you sell it. Say it again. The truth has so much more value than anything you'll get if down the road you decide, ah. The problem is we lose sight of it. We forget how valuable we used to think this thing was. We're distracted by that, distracted by this. And he said, whatever you do, don't sell it. Because its value grows the longer you have it. The value grows. Listen to me, young ones. Value grows. You haven't read it. You need to make it your mission this year. Get this thing read. And, and, then, and when you get it read, start all over again. And when you get it read again, start all over again. And the more you get this into your spirit, the greater value it will have for you. I read, I read the other day, and I, I, I'm going to probably botch this. I hope not. I'll take my time. But I, I was sitting in a waiting room the other day, a couple of weeks now, Brother Lance, and there was a, uh, I want to say it was a Time, it was Esquire magazine sitting there. And I'm thumbing through. That thing there is trash for me anyway. But, but the cover picture, I just, what? I, had, I picked it up. And there was a man, a male, on the cover, and he had this full length, looked like a down skirt to me on it. And the little subheading on the cover of Esquire said, this is not your father's masculinity. And just out of morbid curiosity, I just, I had to read this. And it talked about how America is remaking values and that men know the rules of masculinity are changing I thought, God of heaven, if there's a time we ever need to hold on to the truth, it's now, like never before. The, rule, the rules may be changing because, you know, evil has no bottom. It just keeps going lower and lower and lower. Anybody interested in truth tonight? It's for sale. But I don't want it if you're selling it. You don't want it if I'm selling what I have. I want what God is offering. It's, it's a treasure. I'll leave you with this. I'll leave you with this. You find it in the field. You know it don't belong to you right now. It's something you want, though. And the man, or the human, the male, the female, says, i got to have this. Whatever it is, I've got to have this truth. I will give I will give anything that's demanded of me that I can attain that treasure. We know the world's way doesn't work. We're all, we've all been broken by the world. Hey, there it is. I'm going to hide it. It's so, pre so precious. 
I don't want Brother Anthony coming and taking it. I found it, and I want it. And, and, and I want him to have it, but I don't want him to have what's mine. You hear me? And so I'm going to go take care of my business at home. That's what the scriptures are indicating. Take care of everything in my past. Sells all that he already possessed. Take care of it, brother. Deal with it. And so that when you come to truth, no strings attached. I don't have anything to prove to God. He's willing to give you truth tonight if you're willing, if you're willing to give him your life. If any man will come unto me, let him deny himself. What the book of Revelation talk about in the end, there's going to be some demand placed upon the human race. And you're not going to be able to buy or sell without the mark. Right? You better spend the time before then buying the truth. Buying the truth. The, the price is no different for the poor, from the poor man as it is the rich man. Everything you have. That's why I say some people in this room tonight, you're not, you already got your mind made up. Nope. If I have to give up that, forget it, God. I'll find another church. If I have to give up this habit over here, forget it, God. I'll, I'll go down the road to the other church. Hello, somebody. Truth is for sale. Anybody want a little more? Someone said, when you say Jesus, you've said it all, and I believe that. But truth is progressive as well. When you, buy, when you sell out to him tonight, and you hang on to him, and you grow and mature in the kingdom of God, in the years to come, it will mean more to you because you'll be growing, ascending, you look back at silly new convert things and think, oh, my goodness, God must, God must really love me because he put up with so much. By the truth. Let's stand tonight. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you for your goodness, God. Thank you for all you've done and all you're doing. Truth is for sale if anybody wants some tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I want it, Lord. What I have down here isn't worth it anyhow. It's all going to pass away. It's all going to fade away somehow. Buy the truth and sell it not. Buy the truth and sell it not. Hallelujah. start a transaction tonight who wants to initiate a transaction between you and God tonight come on young ladies lay it all down at the altar here I am Jesus here I am Lord I'm going to buy truth right now hallelujah 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 thank you Lord